How do you become somebody worth buying from? It's everything. You know, so that has to do with your own level of personal growth. When you when we say, you know, become someone worth buying from, that has little to do with sales skills. People don't expect us to have all the answers. They just expect us to be able to get them. The Plumbing and HVAC Hustle Podcast, and today I have Sam Wakefield on from Close It Now. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm fantastic. Good. I, I had a guy tell me, he said, uh, if I was any better, I'd be twins. And he was kind of a larger guy, so I could, I could actually kind of imagine him turning into twins. And splitting into two, I like really an amoeba. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about how to become someone worth buying from on this podcast. Hey, we're talking about HVAC sales again. Who knew? Uh, we're also going to be talking about how to per use permission stacking to mm -hmm. remove all objections. And we're going to get into a lot of this. But first, could you just give my audience just a little bit of background about you and your company, where you came from mm -hmm. and where you're going? Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, if everybody that doesn't know, uh, Tim gives the best gifts when he is on podcast. so I have this super awesome uh, Stanley Cup that was made for me and uh, when he was a guest on my podcast, okay. so happy to return the favor and be here today. But yeah, I've been in the HVAC industry and home services for 18 years now. I started off years ago as an attic rat pulling ductwork through attics. You know, I'm, the sh I'm, I'm not super tall, I'm 5'7", I'm but... I'm in Texas where everything is basically in the attic. So, you know, my career started with, hey, you see that really tight spot in the corner of the attic? That's yours. <laughs> and so uh, from there, I did installation for, you know, then, you know, short time in, I was promoted to foreman because everybody else on the crew quit. So I was the only one left. And so it's that kind of <laughs> journey that started the process. But a handful of years in, I, uh, I, was actually called to uh, take over the sales position for the small company in the Panhandle of Texas. And, um, you know, from the very first sale I ever made, I loved it. And so that, that's, it was a big springboard into, I bought in and became part owner of the company there. We started, grew, and, uh, and then I exited a, a, the whole home performance side of the company and uh, moved to Austin, became the uh, sales manager, sales trainer at a kind of small company here, but we over tripled in size in less than three years. And then the owner sold it. <laughs> and so another exit. And then uh, at that point, I had developed the Close It Now process for my for my team there. And really, after that, I just started. Uh, so the Close It Now podcast started five years ago. And through that, it, I just started the podcast to get the message out. And it was probably six, seven months in before I had, uh, before somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, I, listen, I don't care what it costs. I'll throw money at you. Train me." And I was like, "Well, I guess it's time to open the coaching program." And so that has been a f the you know most incredible ride in the last several years. And so close it now. Is, uh, now five years old, and we are just we're past toddlers, and uh, the company is now uh, starting to run. And that's exciting as so 2024. And Sam, I just want to note you are an incredible podcast host. He has good vibes and you will feel great after listening to these shows. I do need to share a song called Five Seven. 
Yeah. Have you heard this song, Five Seven? I'm not. Who's it by? Okay, I'm going to play it. TJ Mack uh, and uh, Jordan Alvarez. I'm going to play it live on this podcast here one second. It's important. It's okay. culturally important before we get into the, the bulk of this content. Uh, ready? Go. This is a song about Joseph. You can hear it. Tell me if you can hear it. I just, I'm never going to tell my wife how tall I am <laughs> because it's, she doesn't know. So I am five seven, but my wife think I'm five nine. That's right. I lie about my height all the time, and she believe me because I ain't always sitting. But I think she will leave me if she knew I was city bitty. I don't want pity. Just please. You guys can all go listen. I mean, that's a banger. Thank dude. you. I have a new theme oh. song. <laughs> yeah, so good. And I have one other question before we get started. If for some reason you send a deal to Hook Agency and it closes, what kind of guitar <laughs> should I send you? I'm gonna send you a guitar. And it can't be over a thousand bucks. What's your what's your choice of a guitar? Less that you would want a guitar less than a thousand dollars. I'm gonna have to think hard about that yeah. one. All of my vision board guitars okay, are, are 10 grand or more. So. Oh, oh no, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm never gonna be able to impress Sam with a guitar gift here, okay? But that's awesome that you have a taste of guitars, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you know, well, I played okay, since I was 13, so you, you develop a uh, a palette for them, so to speak. Scratch that on the referral thing, what is your guitar of choice if you had to bring one to a desert island? One to a desert island, it's a, it's by Anderson. I have an Anderson guitar. It's a, mm -hmm. a lot lesser known company. They are extremely Where well. Where are they out of? They're out of California. Um, extremely well built, okay. real small boutique uh -huh. company. They only make probably a few hundred a year. And uh, every single okay. one. I, I bought it. <laughs> Here's the an idea of the price when I bought it when I sold my first company it was my bonus to myself and so that's how I was afforded at the time and it was like a cool celebration because I, I popped into this guitar what was the store company uh, so the company that I had was close or it was uh, that's my company now it was Dr. Energy Saver and uh, so Dr. Energy Saver okay. is a national network of home performance contractors across the country and I was, cool. we were Dr. Energy Saver of the, of Texas. And so we had 32 counties in the Texas Panhandle. And uh, we were one of the first uh, people to be in that network in that we were a franchise initially. And then we grew it. And uh, yeah, it was just, it's a fun journey, man. I'm going to get into the, the meat now. Uh, what are some sales takes in the industry? Some like ethoses that you disagree with? We don't need to name names, but some... Sure. 
some specific like <laughs> tactics, philosophies as, as specific as you can get. Yeah. Um, that that you believe maybe aren't as effective as what we're going to be talking about, which is essentially how to become somebody worth buying from and mm -hmm. permission stacking. Yeah, for sure. And so, that's a really good question. So for our industry for years and years, and nothing against the, the trainers that have been you know doing this a long time. I love every single one of them. Um, and I've learned a massive amount from them. But what you know with what you do with the marketing company and what we know is in the last five years, the way people buy has completely changed. Um, everything is very much more the human experience. It's feeling, it's emotional, all of those things. Where before you could, you know, sales training in the past was, you know, the, the couple big, I guess, things that stick in my side a little bit that I just always thought was gross is the pressure type of like browbeat somebody into making a purchase. And then your company is built in such a way and you're priced in such a way that fingers crossed, they don't ever get another quote from anybody else because we're priced so expensive. And also, we better install it the next day before they have time to think about it and they can't back out. So I have nothing mm. against fast service, fast install, even being the highest price in your market. I love it. In fact, all the companies I work with, I'm like, hey, raise your prices. But there comes a point when that has happened so much and so often to so many people, it's given our industry a black eye. And so yeah. we're one of my big philosophies is bringing trust back to the trades. Because I mean, think about 30, 40 years ago, the most trusted guy in town was the AC guy or the plumber. You know, hey, my furnace is out. All right, put on a pot of coffee. I'll be over there in about 20 minutes. Right. And that's not the case anymore because so many companies have abused homeowners and only cared about the bottom line. So that's where we come in. A couple of those, those philosophies that just really kind of get to me. One is the um, telling people in the home. Well, I, I, I absolutely, if anybody has been through a lot of training, will have heard this before. There's a philosophy of get your mother out of the truck, get your mother out of the service truck, get your mother out of the cells or get your grandma out of the out of your car. And I literally think it's the opposite of that. The reason for that is if you have to kick your mentally kick your mom out of the car to be able to say some of the things that you're being trained to say, it sounds to me like that is kind of a gross situation to be in. Um, so I'm like, let's keep <laughs> let's keep that mindset. Yeah, well, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, if your mom was like, you know, just a total bitch, it'd be like, ah, right? Then that's one thing. Get her out of here. Yeah, she's screwing. But she's saying crazy stuff. But with the concept of like, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't feel comfortable in my sales process with my mom and grandma sitting there right next to me then there's no reason that I should be delivering that in home. That just grosses me out, right? Yeah. The, the other one that is, uh, it's a very specific question. Um, I'm huge on pipeline. I'm, I'm a firm believer that sometimes, while, while the companies close it now, we're, get, we're one set closers. I mean, every single time I step out of that, into a, do an on-site training, we're closing at 70% first sit. However, there are people who aren't really just aren't ready right now. I'm a firm believer in the pipe, the power of the pipeline and farming that pipeline. I mean, my teams would have hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars worth of volume every year from one, two, three, four years prior 
so the question in our industry that's trained a lot by several people is, you know, if everything makes sense today, Tim, and, you know, money aside, is there any reason you can't give me a yes or no answer today and no is a perfectly acceptable answer? And I despise that question because the forcing a no in that situation will close off your pipeline. They don't, people don't feel like they can call you back. And uh, that I just mm-hmm. have a diametric opposition to that. What's so special about this conference is the fact that it's so intimate compared to others out there where you have hundreds of people where you can barely get FaceTime. The subject matter experts that we have here, it's just unmatched. There's hundreds of different groups out there, but not all groups do it the same way. And you're gonna learn something different here that can implement in your business. If you guys aren't at this event, what we just went over today with Joe Cacera step-by-step with a call-by-call is amazing. If your team is struggling with installations, with getting guys to perform, got to be at this event for Joe Cacera. So I know that it's very important to you to make them feel on a heart level. Mm-hmm connected to you and I'm curious what are some things that you do and I'm sure it's partly just being genuine right and being and caring mm-hmm. but talk more about how to do this like what is what does this really mean to you how can you do more of it yeah yeah so so it's partially connected to you more importantly they're emotionally connected to the project and the outcome so there's two philosophies that everything functions through one is the benefit lens so many people speak way too, um, everything's too technical, way too technical. So you have to communicate in terms of how their life is going to be different once they've done the work and they don't care how they get there. They just want to make, know that life is going to be different because something I learned years ago, Tim, is if homeowners actually understood what our products do and what our equipment does, they would already have it. They'd already have it. So the disconnect is either we haven't told them it existed or more likely we've done a really poor job of communicating why they should want to even listen and how life is going to be different and the importance of that. Uh, so that's, that's the first thing. And then really the, okay. like it all revolves around the moment of rapport. The moment of rapport happens when, you know, the shoulders drop, all of a sudden you look at your watch, they look at their watch. We start leading the energy in, a, in an appointment, in, a, in a, any interaction. For most people, that happens 30, 35, 40 minutes into the appointment. Well, the appointment's already half over or more at that point. The, the process that I teach, which is putting things in the right order, it's very much rooted in NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. It's very much rooted in um, when, when you get things in the right order, it psychologically starts to unlock the door. And one of the biggest things, um, go ahead. Okay, you got a question there. I need to, I need to work on my uh, interruption. I, I, I know that that's, I get YouTube comments a lot that are like, hey, Tim, stop interrupting the interviewer. So I, if you ever see me doing that, it's because I know in my head, I've got the conscience now that's saying stop interrupting. So excuse me. But I was just going to ask a little mm-hmm. bit more about NLP, because mm-hmm. I think the audience would be interested. Can you just give a little bit of a basic of what it is and why it helps you sell more? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's huge. Um, you know, I originally started learning about it, I mean, decades ago from guys like Tony Robbins is a, a major NLP practitioner. Um, it's the, it's, 
really it's kind of in, to really boil it down and break it down simply a lot of it is an awareness thing how fast does it how long does it take to change your life in an instant right it it involves a decision so it has to do with awareness i i train a lot a massive amount of awareness items which are the minute someone that is unlocked in someone's brain they have to intentionally go backwards now because once you're aware of something then you can't go backwards once the mind is expanded it can't contract and so that is kind of the overarching philosophy so nlp techniques are very much their um their word programming and so we're basically directing our we're, we're training our homeowners how to buy from us from the very beginning and it has to do a lot of a lot with verbal agreements and helping it's not manipulation it's just helping them see things in the way that uh, makes the most sense for them uh, in their solutions can you do a little bit of role play with me absolutely in a way that would kind of demonstrate a nlp principle mm -hmm. and i'll be the homeowner yeah for sure so let's take this from the uh, probably one of the pieces that's the most packed full of it is when we're setting the agenda in the house so we'll just do that little piece with you and i'll, I'll set the agenda with you and this will actually be a great segue into what what in the world is the permission stack so tim would you like okay, to hear okay. what this section uh, what's the section is and go through the agenda with me yes sir all right great so for context in the appointment, we've already done some introductions. We've talked about the company, we've talked about ourselves, and we've got permission to do it, and it's led us here. So, Tim, I've got a quick plan for our meeting today to be most efficient and help you best. I'd like to go over that with you now. Sound good? Yes. Great. So that's step one, permission. So first of all, I'm going to ask you a few questions. You get to tell me what you're experiencing and what your concerns are living in your home. Then, based mm -hmm. on your answers, I'm going to make a short, specific list called an action list. That way I know what's important to you. Then, and only then, when we go around the house, I'm going to measure, run some calculations. Then we'll sit back down. I'll show you what those calculations are. And Tim, I'll tell you what, we're just going to work together, you and I, to come up with a project and a proposal that you'll accept. Sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So that's the agenda. That's all we train. But that small piece is loaded with 10 years and probably $20,000 worth of investment to yeah. literally every like, single like word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Priorities are theirs kind of i like that mm -hmm. so you're you're pushing you're, you're not just trying to get in there and you know load them up with stuff you've got kind of their key priorities all, and you can align what you're about to offer them with mm -hmm. their priorities i like that you got it well and there's several um, other things happening too one it's so important to let them know just what the flow is going to look like it's like what's a yeah. high school speech class you tell them what you're going to tell them you tell them and you tell them what you just told them People need, homeowners need reminded of things really, really often. But you tell, and you're telling them, I'm going to listen. Everybody else who steps in is like, okay, they, they'll ask a question strictly for the, how fast can we get to the answer to get to the next question? Because I got to go measure stuff to show you what's going on. That is the opposite 
we've got to go through this thing and just really sit and listen. You're the one living here, Tim. You're the one with the concerns. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to see if we can, and there's so many times we do a takeaway. So this is a little bit of the NLP too. So Tim, now that we've gone through this, thank you very much. I don't even know what I can do for you just yet. My next steps are, I'm going to look Mm -hmm. around. I'll show you what's, if there's something that can be done, man, I'll show you what's causing the problem. I'll show you what it'll take to solve it. And then at the end, if you want a proposal, you got to ask me for it. Ah, okay. I like that. Why is that NLP? The whole like, the, I'm just trying to understand how NLP, mm-hmm. I, I've studied a few books on NLP. Sure, sure, I'm sure. Just trying to understand how it plugs in here. Yeah. So like, and I'm not saying I know anything because I've read a lot of books I don't really fully understand. But um, you're saying, I don't even know what I can do for you yet. Mm-hmm. Why is that NLP? So that's, that's a takeaway. That's not, that specifically isn't NLP. One of the main drive, so probably the most powerful NLP line in that agenda is Tim and, and just at the end, you and I are going to work together to come up with a project and a proposal that you'll accept. Sound good. Uh, and then when you say, okay. yeah, sounds great. At the end, when they give okay. you an objection, be like, okay, remember we said we were going to work together to come up with something that makes sense today. Yeah. Okay, great. What do we need to do to make this work? So you're essentially by saying exactly what's going to happen. Future. What is that? Future pacing as some people call yeah, it. Future pacing that essentially they're getting it in their head and they're agreeing to it. And that goes into now we're talking about permission stacking. You got it a little bit too. NLP is permission stacking. Permission stacking is NLP, but mm-hmm. I'm ADD. I was thinking of two things during this. Okay. Yeah. The guitar. What if it was just a, a on the wall hanging guitar? You know what I mean? Like, what if it was just a Les Paul with the Close It Now logo on it? Dude, that would be sick. You're, you've nailed it. Okay, so then, yeah. it's just a, then it's just a wall guitar. Okay, yeah. so now, okay, I've got that. All right. So let's talk about the permission stacking a little <laughs> bit more. I'm already getting a vision. I'm feeling this. I like this because I love the idea of future pacing. I, I understand now how NLP can help me. How can I continue to stack the permissions? Mm-hmm. How can I continue this down the line in a, in a conversation? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So, uh, well, first of all, we'll finish it. Did all of that make sense we just went through? Absolutely. I love it. And I actually understand how it could play into mm-hmm. my sales as well. Great. So that was actually step three. So the permission stack is three steps. And the first is asking permission. So that's what we did at very first. Ask permission. Would you like to hear what it is? Yes. Perfect. Step two is giving the data, whatever the data is. And so in this case, it was, we went through, you know, we were talking about NLP. The third step is checking in. You know, we've got to check in. Does that make sense? You follow me? Any questions? That's the check-in. Mm. So this is two major things for us. So the Close It Now process is built on just this over and over and over and over And the reason for that is I'm taking a massive amount of principles from, say, people that train from the stage. Uh, Because, Tim, let me ask you this. Have you ever been in, or actually, we'll do this a little better. Tim, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions? I do not. Oh, perfect. Great. So have you ever been in, like, a keynote speech or been to a gala and the speaker's up there? And there's two types of speakers. You've got the first one that maybe they're acclaimed. Maybe they have a book or, or something. You're excited to see them. 20 minutes in, man, you check out. 
and they just ramble on for you know for the rest of the hour, and you're like, oh my gosh, I would. Re- I thanks. I wish I could have listened and paid attention. Or there's the other speaker that, you know, it's an hour, it's an hour and a half in, or in the case of like Tony Robbins, 17 hours in, and you never lost engagement the whole time. It all, it's like they just started and they ended. You were super engaged. You remember everything. What's the difference? Yeah. Right. The difference is this. It has to do with the human condition and the uh, homeowners or just people's attention spans. You know, we literally have an average attention span less than a goldfish. Goldfish attention span is seven seconds. The most North Americans, it's four. Four seconds is the attention span. So if you don't do this, what will happen is, and the example I always use is, so people check out right away. So the example I use is, uh, we'll go through this two different ways. I'll show you how it's super effective in any conversation that anybody can use with homeowners or with their spouse or with employees or with whoever, with their kids. So ask me if we have a better way to, so say we're in a house, I'm in a sales call, you're the homeowner, and you're asking me if there's a better way to filter the air, right? So ask me if there's a better way. So yeah, we've got some kind of stuff that's been lingering in the air and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if maybe related to our air quality. Is there any other better ways to just filter the air? There's a lot of dust or something going on. So scenario one, we're going to take it the wrong way, which is, yeah, Tim, absolutely. We've got the, uh, we can upgrade you to a four inch filter and we've got an air scrubber and we've got a Remy halo and we can put all those in and man, you're going to love it. It's great. Right. Well, so that's mm-hmm. how most people answer a question, right? Yeah. Now what happens? Kind of over eager to sell. Yeah, so it's over eager to sell, but more importantly, what happens is really pushback. You know, that's why so many times in that situation, people instantly like the eyes glaze over, the wall goes up. Usually, they grab their phone and start texting in the middle of your conversation. The way to keep engagement. Ask me that again. Now we're going to handle it the right way with the permission stack. Yeah, we've got a lot of like sniffles and weird stuff going on that's kind of been lingering for months and i'm curious if it some of it doesn't have to do with our air quality and i'm trying to see if do you guys have anything that like filters the air or gets rid of dust or something oh man we tim we've asked some really great options for that would you like to hear what they are yes absolutely cool so one of the first things we can do is and then you go through the list so just literally adding in that permission question yeah. Now you've said, yes, I do want to hear about it. And you, you didn't even notice it, but your own body language, you actually leaned in just then where before yeah. first you stayed back in your chair and, and this is totally unconscious. And this is the power of using this. It's so much of it happens in the subconscious part of the brain. And you didn't even re- we've, we didn't role play this ahead. And you actually physically responded in the way that most people do is you lean in and are engaged in the question in the answer now. Yeah. And I also feel like I might need some actual air quality stuff for my house right now. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's get to that. Yeah. How do you become somebody worth buying from? I know that's something that you talk about a lot, but mm-hmm. I think we might hit some fresh eyes and ears on this particular podcast. So what does that really mean and how can we take a few steps towards it? Oh, it's huge. Um, it's everything. You know, so that has to do with your own level of personal growth. When you, when we say, you know, become someone worth buying from that has little to do with sales skills. 
right? I can teach all of the language. We can, you know, we can go through that. But at the end of the day, you know, if somebody has a horrible home life and like the rest of their life is trash, their nutrition, their fitness, everything is out of alignment, they're not going to be a top performer. If they are, they're going to burn out really fast and have so many issues along the way. Right. So, I mean, who cares if you earn a million dollars a year, if you have a heart attack and a divorce along the way, because you're just working your face off. Right. And so that's where the rest of this comes in. And this is actually exactly why you can take any person who's a high level achiever and they can change completely change industries into something they know nothing about. They just see an opportunity and instantly be top of the leaderboard for their numbers not because they know the sales process or the product, but because everything else is, is in alignment and there's somebody that people want to do business with. Because we have to remember, people don't expect us to have all the answers. They just expect us to be able to get them in a timely manner. Mm. And so when we can do that and everything else shows up at, the, at a high level, then, you know, then we're gonna, going to be successful. It's the internal belief system. I know that I'm a successful person because of how I've grown over the years. And I'm, if I don't know the answer to something, I, I just figure it out and I'll find a resource. I'll, if I don't need to learn more about marketing, I'll get a hold of Tim and it'd be like, Tim, help me. You know, if I need to know about branding, I'm going to call Dan Antonelli. If I need to know about something else, I'll just get a hold of the person and the expert. Uh, but it has to do with I've worked on myself for so long. And that's really the thing for everybody is, and there's a lot of elements to that. So sell skills aside, that's what your personal growth. So are you constantly listening to, um, you know, audiobooks and podcasts and watching Ted talks, you know, a 15 year career of outside sales or service technician. I heard this from Charlie Greer years ago is the equivalent. If you use your windshield time as drive, drive time university, what we call it on our podcast, that's the equivalent Ooh, of three PhDs, right? Three PhDs is a 15 year career. Oh, oh my God. Also, by, by the way, some of this stuff's better than what you'd learn in college. Cause it's from more people that have actually done it. No offense. I mean, I went to a bad, I mean, not a bad college. I went to a community mm -hmm. college and, but I've heard similar stories from larger universities where like the teachers haven't really done the thing that they're teaching. Mm -hmm. And I think with, Business and in my case, it was design and marketing stuff. I think it's really important that you learn from people that are actually doing it. And that's why we can learn more sometimes from podcasts. Mm -hmm. It is crazy how much people give away. I always say that, but it is crazy how much people give away. And I love podcast being a podcaster too, because I get <laughs> to ask so many sharp people and credit like questions that are useful to me that day. Right, I'm going to use the stuff Sam's talking to me about later today when I talk to a prospect. Mm -hmm. Later today when I make a cold call, and I'm gonna, yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna do it myself sharp, not necessarily just because I have to, because we got leads pouring in. But like the mm -hmm. point is, is I keep myself sharp by trying these things and staying a practitioner. Sam's a practitioner, mm -hmm. and you should be a practitioner and try to talk. I always say like to people. If you're going to go on podcasts or be, sorry, we're doing a little meta here, but yeah, it's fine. Try to talk to the things you know about. 
So Sam's talking about personal health. I washed down some antibiotics with McDonald's this morning, so I'm not going to necessarily talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with Sam that mm -hmm. he knows what he's talking about, and I'm working on it. I do work out, but I am working on that stuff. So I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily talk about that stuff a lot, but I I want to be that guy one day. So I'm I'm going to try to take some inspiration from you. Yeah, man. And you Speaking know, honestly, it goes as fast or slow as you want it to. So it's up to you to make mm -hmm. the choice and the decision to say, you know what, I'm tired of uh, tired of feeling like this. So that's mm -hmm. you know, nutrition, fitness, it's um, spiritual life. It's we talk about personal growth. It's your uh, relationships with your you know all the people in your life. You know, you can't be you can't earn a million bucks and be a top performer and feel like a million bucks if you're eating off the dollar menu. It's just the way life works. What he does is he teaches the most valuable team in your business. He'll just add nothing but profit. There's so much money left in the call center. So much money. If you're not at a 90% booking rate, showing empathy on the phone, smiling on the phone, making sure they're having a better day after they got off the phone with you, then you need to call Power Selling Pros and see Brady. Talk to me a little bit about other factors into that personal growth. Like what else besides like the fitness nutrition stuff, what else mm -hmm. factors into that? And how can we apply some of that this week? Well, so that's, I mean, that, that's huge. The part of it is the listeners to your show are already on the right path or they wouldn't be listening to the show. So kudos to all the listeners right now. Um, but a lot of it just has to do with self-analysis. You know, being, I call it the, at, when you as is something, it's, you evaluate the scenario, and especially with us, you know, when you come from sales, everything we do, we paint with a brighter picture. <laughs> it's just natural to us. But we have to set all of that aside and take a look, it starts with self-analysis, take a look at my life and evaluate all the, all the categories uh, one to 10 and say, okay, where am I at really? You know, am I, mm -hmm. am I a nine with my fitness and nutrition or am I a four? Right. And, and really it doesn't, there's no wrong answer and it doesn't matter where you are right now because it's your perspective. But the minute that you measure it, then you can manage it. And once we've done that, then say, okay, uh, for example, we'll take fitness. Um, if I'm not, if I don't know what a 10 in my mind looks like, I'm going to, for me, I'm going to find somebody who is in my ideal, a 10, and then I'm going yeah. to model that and say, okay, what is one mm -hmm. habit that they have in their life that I can incorporate into my life today? That's going to, and then do it very intentionally until it becomes my habit. And now I've mm. gone from maybe a four to a five. So, okay, that's my habit now. I don't even have to think about it. It's just part of me. What's one more habit that they have that I can incorporate into my life now? So it's not about doing it all at once because this is a lifelong journey. It's like evaluate well, every area and they just one at a time. Sam, you're a smart guy. We got, <laughs> we got belief. You got to believe we got the, uh, the identity piece. I am the six. I am the type of person that does this stuff because I'm successful. Mm -hmm. How important is belief and identity? And then we got modeling. 
Mm-hmm. Very Tony Robbins of you, but I love, I think, you're right, man. Modeling is a real way to do it. Sometimes I think I accidentally look at people that are too far along. Mm-hmm. I think, like, an improvement I could make is instead of looking at the guy that's doing CrossFit every day, I could look at the guy who's working out with a trainer three times a week. That's go. maybe my next step is, like, mm-hmm. kind of, and then kind of model that behavior. I need to find that kind of middle ground, but definitely mm-hmm. in the right direction person yeah. to model for me and because you know not everyone what's that one guy that tony goggins we can't all be tony goggins You're right yeah him or andy but, elliott that are just like killers right yeah but you got well you know and really we it comes down go ahead we can move in the right direction right yeah we can model people that are a little ways ahead from mm-hmm. us or like halfway there yeah you halfway got it and, tony goggins. and and then when we get to you know what say we're you know appear with them as far as that goes, then pick that next person, right? But it really comes down to two things. One is, step one is taking radical responsibility for everything in our lives. And so, you know what? Every situation I'm in, yeah, that's it. Every situation I'm in. David Goggins. David Goggins, that's right. Um, I I was thinking of Tim Grover when you said that, but... uh, But yeah, so it's radical responsibility. Everything in my life, your income, your fitness, Every person in your life, it's my, when you start to adopt the idea that, hey, it's my fault and it's based on the decisions I've made up until now. So if I make new decisions, I'll get different results. So one, taking that radical responsibility starts to change everything. And step two is really having that, um, that working on the, the internal belief. And if you don't believe that you are that that you're a closer, if you don't believe that you're the champion, the way that you get there is back to this exercise we just talked about. It's creating momentum in your life around those certain elements. So a good example is in going to the gym for some people, literally it's like I commit to get to the gym and get my, get my workout shoes on three times a week. Mm -hmm. That's the only step that I commit to. And when you start to, fulfill the agreements you have with yourself, then your own confidence goes up, your own belief system goes up that, hey, I'm actually doing what I said I was going to do. And then you can, and because we know if you go to the gym three times a week and you get your shoes on, well, I'm here already. I might as well at least hop on the treadmill for a few minutes. But mm-hmm. who cares if you're not the one that's been bench pressing 500 pounds, you're still lapping everybody on the couch. Yeah. Well, you got like, you're kind of like, Habit stacking, and I think you're kind of relating that back to permission stacking, which yeah. I like. I, basically, the, this whole idea of momentum, creating momentum in your personal growth like you're creating momentum in the sale. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a consistent guy, Sam. I, I really appreciate you, brother, and I, I've enjoyed this conversation. Where can somebody go to check you out and maybe work with you? Yeah, for sure. Great question. The uh, I, I'm super excited. Yesterday, my new website went live, <laughs> so... Uh, all my branding is the same everywhere. So closeitnow.net. Uh, everything I have is .net. The guy that owns the .com, I haven't been able to get a hold of him for five years, whoever owns that. But that's another story. So closeitnow.net. Yeah, I, I've been trying to buy Ooh, it forever. Ooh, this, this is nice looking. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, Jennifer Bagley over at CI Web Group knocked it out of the park for me. So I was excited nice. to get connected there. Yeah, but closingnow.net, also the Facebook page. Um, everybody follow me on, uh, so find Sam Wakefield on Facebook. 
and go join the Close It Now Facebook group. Something you mentioned earlier is about giving stuff away and giving value away. I hear this constantly daily from everybody in my community that all the other trainers out there, they'll allude to a solution or they'll allude to something, but they don't actually give away the, the meat of it until you pay them. My philosophy is the opposite. I am going to give you everything you need to succeed because I know that once you've seen success with some of the just the tips and the things that I'm giving away, you know, at some point you're going to want to do business with me because it's that much more in depth and the results are that much more dramatic when you actually work with a coach and work with a trainer. But at the end of the day, my mission is to up-level our entire industry. The, anything that's been done the same way for 50 years plus is ripe for revolution, and that's what's happening right now. We're completely disrupting the industry with this philosophy and then with a few of the other things I'm doing. So so go join the Facebook group because I do free training in the, trainings in there all the time. We put up a post. It's like, what's your struggle for the week? And then we'll just hammer on that and just go live and... It's a conversation, so it's a great way to interact. And then, of course, on Instagram at the real close it now is uh, is how to get how to get me on Insta. And then the TikTok and YouTube are rolling uh, here in the next couple weeks as well. So there's going to be plenty of content all over the map. Or you can email me all Sam right, at closeitnow.net. Get at them, folks! And <laughs> thank you, Sam, for being part of this. I really enjoyed it. And let's close out with uh, I am 5'7". Yeah. I'm 5'7". I don't like to have it up, but I'm 5'7". <laughs> but my wife thinks I'm 5'9". You know, <laughs> it's a good song. Add it on. It is on Spotify. Go check it out. But Sam, you're the man. You, you did so well on this podcast. It's almost like you were 5'9". You know what I mean? <laughs> you, super quick. My wife and I have had this discussion for years. Your people can be a certain height, and the way that we perceive them can completely change mm. that. My for years, mm. there's a couple people in my life that I thought was shorter than me, and my wife's no, no, they're way taller than you. I was like, oh, but it's the level of person they are, and the vice versa, vice versa can happen. You that know, scares when you, me because a lot of people see me in person and they're like, oh, I thought you were shorter. So now I'm scared that they're, <laughs> they're perceiving me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some that has guys, to do with if they only ever see you on video. Okay, yeah, there you go. You guys, you look at that. Huh? Yeah, so you didn't realize I've been standing up the whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace out. Join us the next episode of this podcast is getting better and better. Okay,